You're listening to Song Stories. I'm Sophia Bromowitz. In the fall of 2019, I taught a writing class at the University of Virginia called American Roots Music. At the end of the semester, I asked my students to pick a song from the 20th century and tell a story about it. Each writer approached their song with different questions. How are the song's musicians influenced by their setting, by their personal lives, or by their collaborators? How do we as listeners feel different responses to different kinds of music? And where do these feelings come from? What did a song mean then, and what does it mean now? You can hear their answers to these questions and more by listening to their podcasts. Today we're going to hear about the song 3AM by Matchbox 20. This episode was written, produced, and performed by Megan Hack. The band Matchbox 20, created in the year 1995, consists of Rob Thomas, Kyle Cook, Adam Gaynor, Paul Dowsett, Brian Yeo, and Joey Huffman. The band is described as an alternative rock, post-grunge, pop-rock group. As referenced in all music, Matchbox 20 has a way of making their music sound like alternative rock or post-grunge music, while also sounding like a pop track. This sweet spot between genres allows listeners to enjoy the band's music, even if they do not prefer pure pop or pure rock music. The band released their debut album, titled Yourself or Someone Like You, in 1996. This 12-track album consists of popular songs such as Long Day, Push, Real World, and 3AM. Yourself or Someone Like You was able to reach platinum status due to its success in the United States and other countries around the world. Their song Long Way was the first song off the album to receive airtime on radio stations. Even with the song's initial success, other tracks from the album, such as Push and 3AM, would become more successful. For this podcast, we'll look specifically at the song 3AM. As explained in Classic Rock Review, 3AM has an acoustic and electric intro with a catchy leading riff preceding each line of the verse. The song begins with a few solo guitar strings. After that, it sounds like there's another guitar, maybe an electric, that is added in, as well as some drums. The instrumentation does not last very long before the lyrics begin. She says it's cold outside and she hands me my raincoat. She's always worried about things like that. Right off the bat, we can tell from these first two lines that there are two main characters. One is Rob Thomas, the lead singer, and the other is a female. This female has some significant relationship with Rob, because usually a stranger or peer wouldn't always worry about how someone is dressed for the weather. The last three lines of the first verse are, she says it's all going to end and it might as well be my fault, and she only sleeps when it's raining, and she screams and her voice is straining. When I listen to this song, these lines always make the tone sound kind of sad. Rob Thomas is singing about how he feels that it is his fault everything is ending. This feeling can be something that a lot of people relate to, and a feeling that can be a lot of pressure for someone. 
Furthermore, there has to be something wrong for the female to be screaming and having a strained voice. This first verse places the listener right in the middle of a storyline. This can intrigue listeners and make the listeners curious. They want to keep listening to find out more. Let's take a look at the chorus. As the song leads up to the chorus, the drums pick up a little bit and the instrumentation sounds a little louder. This seems to be a reflection of the buildup in the lyrical storyline. The female says, it's 3 a.m., I must be lonely, and that she can't help but be scared of it all sometimes. I assume that she feels lonely because she has no significant other or no friends or something along those lines. The fact that she's scared of it all allows the listener to see that she's struggling with something that is heavily affecting her life. The last line of the chorus is, and the rain's going to wash away, I believe this. I think that this line means that the female believes the rain will wash away all the negative, like a restart button. Following the chorus is the second verse. She's got a little bit of something, God, it's better than nothing. And then I call her a portrait, well, she believes that she's got it all. Where's the moon don't hang quite as high as it used to? And she only sleeps when it's raining. And she screams, and her voice is strange. Right before the lyrics are sung, the instrumentation slows down a bit. Now the instrumentation sounds like it did in the first verse. Two lines in this verse are, She's got a little bit of something, God is better than nothing. And in her color portrait world, she believes that she's got it all. These lines can suggest that the female doesn't realize the severity of her situation, or it can mean that she sees the best in her situation. They repeat that she only sleeps when it's raining, and that the girl is screaming and has a strained voice. The chorus is then repeated with the same instrumentation that it had the first time it was played. The next part of the song is the bridge. She believes that life is made up of all that she used to. The clock on the wall has been stuck at three for days and days. She thinks that happiness is a map that sits on her doorway. Again, like the verse, the instrumentation slows down. Here, it sounds like it's just a couple of guitars and drums. She believes that life isn't made up of all that you're used to. To me, this line just means that there are unexpected things that happen in life. 
This would make sense for her to believe based on the lyrics that are previously sung. The bridge talks about how the clock on the wall has been stuck at 3 for days and days. If she's lonely at 3 a.m., this suggests that she's been feeling lonely for a while. The last lines in the bridge are, She thinks that happiness is a mat that sits on her doorway, but outside it stopped raining. I think the line about happiness as a mat in front of the door means that her happiness is crushed. The chorus is repeated two more times with the same instrumentation it has had throughout the song, and then the song ends. It is said that this song was co-written by lead singer Rob Thomas about his mother. Apparently, his mother was fighting cancer. Knowing this information and looking at the lyrics again makes sense. Cancer can be a devastating diagnosis for the patient as well as their family. Her little bit of something can be her good health, her happiness, or her energy. She can feel lonely if she doesn't have a spouse to lean on. And if Rob Thomas was caring for his mother and she was not improving, he could feel that it was his fault. Even though the song seems to have a specific meaning, it can be interpreted loosely for each listener. Classic Rock Review stated that the true genius of this song is that it can be interpreted in many different ways. I have never had a life experience that made me feel like Rob Thomas did in this song. But every time I listen to this song, I feel like I can sing along to the song as if the same thing has happened to me. I feel empathetic towards Rob because I'm able to hear and feel the emotion that is put out in the song. So, if a person has not experienced a situation talked about in a song, how are they able to feel emotion from that song? Sure, people can think that a song has a cool beat or good vocals, but how can someone like me, who has never had to care for my mom due to cancer, try and feel to reciprocate the emotions given off by an artist? For me, I think that it is in the way Rob Thomas sings the song. I can tell that there is personality in the song and that the lyrics are important to him. There are fluctuations in his voice and... At some points, he seems to almost yell or cry certain lyrics. For me, being able to hear how the lyrics are felt from the artist allows me to understand that this isn't some song Rob Thomas sang because the band thought that it would sell. They're singing this song because it tells a story from Rob Thomas's life. Hearing Rob Thomas sing with such emotion is what allows me to empathize with him and feel some of that emotion. There are also some psychological reasons why someone can feel the same emotion an artist portrays in a song. People tend to enjoy songs that they relate to or can empathize with. It is suggested that, quote, the emotion induced in the listener is the same as the emotion expressed in the music, end quote. This quote comes from a study conducted by Lundqvist, Carlson, Hilmerson, and Jesslin. And the study was conducted to see if there is a difference in emotional responses in listeners and perceived emotion from listeners. This quote means that people who just listen to a song can have the same emotional feelings as if they were the ones singing the song. In a study done by Panstep in the Music Perception Journal, the quote-unquote chills people get from listening to a song can be, quote, the brain's ability to extract specific kinds of emotional meaning from music, end quote. These are the chills that you want to have when listening to a song. People are able to have chemical reactions and emotional responses to songs that portray strong emotions. 
This is what happens to me every time I listen to 3AM. Having chills from a song is typically a positive experience, and listeners will be more likely to enjoy the music that they listen to if they experience something like chills or the similar emotion an artist is portraying. There are also specific neurons called mirror neurons that aid in the process of feeling emotions. Mirror neurons, as quoted in Perry's article, fire not only when an individual performs an action, but also when the individual observes someone else making the same movement, end quote. An example Perry gives is when he sees someone flinch in pain from stubbing their toe. You may flinch as well as if you can feel the pain they were feeling. If you can see a performer is portraying emotion when performing a song, your mirror neurons may allow you to essentially mimic their emotions. With these several different psychological reasonings for feeling emotion from music, it seems that a similar life experience is not required to feel a strong emotion when listening to a song. Whether it is solely my mirror neurons firing or Rob Thomas's voice, Matchbox 20's song 3AM is a song that I have loved for years and have always found to be a very powerful song when it comes to portraying emotions. In the next segment, we dig a little deeper into this song story. Megan Hack will reflect on what she figured out about the song and how she put this episode together. I'm Megan Hack. <laughs> and when you were in my class, you talked a little bit about how you weren't sure which songs you wanted to write about. Mm -hmm. You went through a lot of different ideas. Can you talk about the song that you chose and how you got there? Yeah, I talked about Matchbox 23 AM, and I really wanted to talk about a song that I really knew well. Um, my other projects, I knew the songs, but I like didn't listen to them a lot. And Matchbox 20, I'd been listening to since I was in middle school and so I have them on a couple different playlists and I would always listen to them and so I felt really comfortable with the song and I also wanted to explore it a little bit more. I never really went into like the lyrics and stuff like that and I had always felt a really strong emotion about it. I would always like just jam out in the shower and like <laughs> have a little concert and I never like related to the topic of the song and so I wanted to kind of go through the lyrics, try to dive into it and kind of see what it really meant, and then try to understand why I relate to it if I'd never had that experience. So that's just kind of what I talked about. And this was the kind of question of your whole podcast, yeah. right? Yep. Why can people feel the emotion from an artist even if they haven't had that emotion themselves? And you did some really interesting research for this piece. <laughs> yeah. I find the psychological and like the anatomy and physiology kind of aspect really interesting. Um, and so I wanted to try to incorporate that because I also felt comfortable looking at that material and finding research on it. It was just interesting with like the mirror neurons and like how those kind of play into how people feel emotion and how that can relate to music, which is a topic that I haven't tried to connect with it because this is the first class I've had to do like a real investigation to music. And so it kind of put me into like a comfort zone with trying to still challenge myself. Yeah. So you use this kind of body of scientific research that mm -hmm. you're more comfortable with, mm -hmm. but that's not the only thing you did. You talked about yourself. How did you decide to write it in the way that you wrote it? I thought that it would first be easiest to talk about each verse or each chorus and just kind of chronologically explain what was happening in the song and what the lyrics meant. And so when I would explain how I was feeling, it was easier for the listener to kind of refer back to like, okay, well, this is what they were talking about. And then it kind of allowed me to explain this is what Rob Thomas, the lead singer, was feeling. This is kind of how I feel about the song. And then this is kind of why I feel like that. So I felt like it was the easiest chronological order to go into. So it would help it flow. What about your process of kind of putting the podcast together as a podcast. That was interesting. I've never worked with 
any kind of recording system. And so it took me a little bit to learn, but I was able to just kind of like pull my paper up next to it. And I restarted it a bunch of times. It took me about an hour to figure out kind of how I wanted it set up and to not mess up on my words. But then after that, it was fairly easy to just kind of mesh it all together. And I was able to add in the audio and I could cut it up to kind of where I wanted the song to go into because I tried to keep each section of the song after that section that I talked about so the listener could kind of hear it after I explained it. One thing that I loved about your podcast is it was so informational. I learned so much from it, but I also thought that it was cool the way that you managed to talk about emotions and also kind of conjure emotion in the listener. I noticed also that you talked a lot about like relating to something without having the same experience but also without even necessarily knowing what the experience is could you talk about that with the song yeah the song is just kind of talking about how rob thomas's mom was going through like cancer and so he was struggling with that and i haven't had to have any type of experience with that and the emotion that i feel when i was listening to the song wasn't necessarily like how he was feeling in that way but the way that he kind of fluctuates his voice just really like had an emotional impact on me I guess and so it wasn't a specific feeling that I felt like I wasn't necessarily sad or happy or anything but it was just a really good song that I could listen to and I heard such emotion in his voice that just kind of portrayed out of me. Was there anything that you weren't able to include that you wish you had? I wish I could have done a little bit more research on the reviews of the song from outside sources. I had done quite a bit of digging online to try to find people's critical reviews about it, and I couldn't find a whole lot, and so I wish that there were a little bit more about the song specifically instead of just the band in general so I could kind of see how other people portrayed the song as well because I would have liked to have that in there. I had a little bit of that in there, and I tried to find a couple comments about it, but I wish there was a little bit more that I could kind of add into that. Is there anything that you wanted to make sure that we talked about, about your podcast, about the song, about the way that you listen now? Not anything specific about the podcast, but the whole process just kind of helped me really dig into songs in a way that I hadn't. And throughout the class, I was learning how to kind of take my personal experiences and add that into investigating songs and trying to understand the meanings and how that can have social implications. Being able to tie in like scientific research, which is what I really enjoy looking at, was really cool just to know that I can kind of like mesh two worlds that I didn't think I'd be dabbling in together. And so it made it really interesting. It was like a nice ending to the semester. (laughs) For me too. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Song Stories. Song Stories is a member of the Virginia Audio Collective. Listen to the whole series and learn more at virginiaaudio.org.